Jesus is a, is a man who was born and who lived and walked around the earth and ate and drank and cast a shadow and spilt blood when he was nailed to the cross. Uh, it doesn't matter if you feel him or not because he is real. As soon as we reduce the religion that the Lord Jesus brings to us to a set of emotions and feelings, we've really, in a way, managed to undo the cross. Five hundred years ago, Martin Luther would gather around the kitchen table with friends and theologians to talk about the Bible, theology, current events, and anything else. These discussions were called table talks. No matter what the question, the conversations always centered around Jesus and his promise of the forgiveness of sins. Table Talk Radio takes up the conversation, bringing the promise of the gospel to our lives. Stay tuned for Table Talk Radio. Welcome to Table Talk Radio. I'm Evan Gingle. I'm here with Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. How are you? Hello, Evan. Good. How are you doing? Good. I was just watching TV right before we got going here, and uh, they were talking about vegetarians and all these kinds of things. I I learned some new terms. I want to see if you know them. All right. Do you know what a polo vegetarian is? (laughs) Uh, No. This isn't a joke. This is (laughs) is what they're really called. Um, A polo vegetarian is someone who only eats chicken, and that's the only meat they eat. <laughs> they just don't eat the cows? That's yeah, like, they don't eat. That's like the vegetarians that Chick-fil-A is trying to eat. <laughs> that's right. And then there's eat another one. What was that other one? Uh, uh, pec- pectitarian, I think it's called. Do you know what a pectitarian is? No. It's uh, someone who, who will eat uh, fish and seafood. And so this uh, this news report was talking about how like these really young children, or like seven, eight, nine years old, would be would, are becoming vegetarian. You know, a vegan is though, of course, everybody knows what a vegan is. Yeah, yeah, you don't even eat yes. eggs or anything. Yeah, and so um, or even like wear leather boots. Uh, <laughs> but you know, these these nine year olds are saying like, uh, oh, I feel sorry for the cows, so I'm a vegetarian. All this stuff, ah, crazy. I know. Look at. I mean, I think it's a dietary law that the Lord gave when he says, uh, have dominion over the earth. Uh, you know what I'm talking about there. Huh? Yeah, yeah, in Genesis. <laughs> and so uh, that's why I'm wearing my leather boots right now. Oh, good. I, I uh, uh, saw somewhere uh, sometime recently that someone was a meatitarian, so they just don't eat vegetables. It's cruel. They don't want to have cruelty to vegetables. So. <laughs> I, have a friend that has a fr- I have a friend that has a shirt that says, uh, save a cow, eat a vegetarian. So, <laughs> but that is neither here nor there. We were uh, have a great lineup for Table Talk Radio. First, we haven't played this for a while. It's the, your uh, praise song cruncher, where we listen yeah. to some praise songs and evaluate whether they are uh, uh, suitable. And the the critique we use for that is your uh, little paper here. It's available on our website. Criteria for discerning the usefulness of praise songs. Last time we did this, we got a really good caller calling in saying that they really enjoyed um, our our praise. Or what was it? The Praise and Worship edition of Table Talk Radio. That's right. And and this caller said that she printed this off and gave it to her pastor. So good for her. Oh, nice. And then we're gonna then we're gonna play Which Ladder and Who Wants to Be a Theologian? You're on the hot seat for that. So These that's are all a, my favorite games. <laughs> imagine that. What are the chances that we'd be playing your favorite games on Table Talk Radio? I don't know. It's good though. It's good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, let's hit Praise Song Cruncher. And the first praise song we have for you is uh, Above All by Lenny. Uh, LeBanc, 
I don't know how to say his name. I got all these songs, by the way, after this little, uh, what is it, a paper or something from the Commission of Worship by the LCMS. Do you know what this is? Uh, it looks like they approved 100 new praise songs for use in the congregation, and this is three of them that we're going to take a look at. So Yes, here it is. Above all powers, above all kings, above all nature and all created things, above all wisdom and all the ways of man, you were here before the world Above all kingdoms, above all thrones, above all wonders the world has ever known, above all wealth and treasures of the earth, there's no way to measure what Oh, I did that all wrong, Pastor. You know, usually they, they play the uh, fast songs first to get you all pumped up, and then they move on to the slower emotional songs. I've got, I've got it backwards. So are you an emotional wreck now? Yeah, that's right. I, don't know, I just don't know what to feel. You've got to take better uh, notes in your how to run a praise service class there at the seminary. <laughs> I know. I failed that one already. I need to retake that one. Okay, well, uh, let's take a look at the, this uh, Criteria for Discerning the Usefulness of Praise Songs. And uh, once again, that's available on our website, tabletalkrio.org. I think it's under the article section. That website, by the way, is the is the top-rated website for a Lutheran theological game radio show. So, top-rated website. We beat website. all of the competition. Right. <laughs> okay, well, the first question on your criteria for discerning the usefulness of praise songs is, um, the Jesus question, is Jesus mentioned? And if yes, is it a name or a concept? So what do you find here, Pastor? Yeah, only by concept. The name Jesus isn't there. In fact, there's really, the, the uh, Jesus is mentioned only in kind of these um, verbs here, crucified, laid behind a stone, which we have to assume that's Jesus. I think that's a safe assumption. But it's, it's talking about the verbs that happened to him. Uh, so in an odd way, but yes, Jesus is mentioned so that we know that apparently the you that it's addressing, that the song is addressing here is Jesus. All right. The next question is clarity. Is the song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object? Or does it use sentence fragments? And this is a, a 1 to 10 rating, um, 10 being very clear. So do you find any sentences in this? Uh, let, me, let me read a line for this. You tell me if it's a sentence or a sentence fragment. 
crucified laid behind a stone. Uh, yeah, sentence fragment. There's no subject. There's a verb. Um, but it doesn't say... I mean, just the word crucified doesn't count. you got to say Jesus was crucified or, I mean, you know, so sentence fragment. Okay, what about this one? Above all kingdoms, above all thrones. Nope, sentence fragment. All right, so this is going to be pretty low on the clarity scale. So what what do you want to give it, a two, three? Two and a half. How about that? All right, all right, two and a half. Uh, The mysticism, uh, subjectivity versus objectivity question, is the song about the things that God has done, that's objective, or about my own emotions and experiences, subjective? Does the song repeat the same phrases over and over in hypnotic mantra? (laughs) Yeah, it it is very repetitive, above all, above all, above all. People were listening to it and saying, is this song going to end or say something different? <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be uh, – okay, so do we do we see, uh, see the uh, things that God has done in it, or is it about us and what we do? Well, a little bit. I mean, you do – see, this is, this is a very interesting question because it does have this crucifixion and burial of Jesus. You live to die rejected and alone like a rose trampled on the ground. This is the last stanza. So this is talking about the objective works that Christ has done for us. That's fine. But then it, it's brought, the objective works of, of Christ are brought into the subjectivity of the praise song genre with this last line, you took the fall and and thought of me above all. So that now it, it's brought back to the fact that Jesus was, was thinking of me when he died. Now, I... All right, fine. I mean, show me that in the scriptures. We know that it's his great love for us that brought him to the cross and this sort of thing. Do we know that it was Jesus thinking of us? It's Jesus dying for us that matters. Uh, But this idea of thinking about us, there's so much in contemporary worship about remembering. So it's Jesus thinking on us and us thinking on Jesus and as if the actions that happen in our minds are the things that save us. But no, it's Jesus' death on the cross that saves us. Uh, right, so, so it, here it talks about the crucifixion and death, but that isn't what's important in the song. What's important in the song is that, in fact, he thought of me. Right. And again, this is this is a problem with all the the praise songs that we critique, is that because they don't use complete senses, it's very difficult then to determine exactly what they're talking about. You know, they could, you know, maybe if they use senses, it'd be easier to, to discern here what's going on. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we have to have this praise song cruncher, and it has to have a few different questions than a normal kind of discerning tool would have, because because how do you determine what something's, if something is right or wrong, if it actually isn't saying anything at all? You see the trouble? Uh, yeah. So that's what we're working on here. So when you get when you got, get things that are very low on clarity and very high on mysticism or subjectivity, uh, then it's difficult to discern if it's right or wrong just because it's it's not clear. That's right. And actually, we are coming to the close of the first segment, so we're not even through Whoa. the the praise song cruncher of this first song here. But we'll return for more Table Talk Radio after this. Uh, don't forget to visit our website, tabletalkradio.org. Uh, there's uh, many articles on there, including one that I've written, actually. I so uh, I know. It's unbelievable. So <laughs> go check that out on tabletalkradio.org. Click the articles button. We'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio after this break. determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are uh, going through this song, uh, Above All, um, the praise song, Cruncher. And we uh, are to question number four then, Pastor Wolf Mueller. Uh, number four is law and the gospel. Does the song proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness? I, wh- By the way. I want to know before that, Can is there something on my little soundboard here that can make it vibrate? The sound echo? Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to get you one of those little DJ mixers, the little witch 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 And then I could say, praise, song, cruncher, cruncher, cruncher. <laughs> yeah, we need to get that for you. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving right along. Um, does the song proclaim the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness? And by the way, the gospel is the promise of forgiveness of all sin won for us through Jesus' death on the cross. Um, thank you for defining that, by the way. You're welcome. Are the law and gospel rightly divided and not mixed up? Is the law presented as something that we can do, or is it something to show us our sins? Um, is the gospel conditional based on my actions, decisions, and acceptance? Okay, yes, no, or I can't tell. I can't tell. Can you tell? Do you have any idea on this one? Uh, not really. I mean, it's talking about, okay, above all powers, uh, above all kings, blah, 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 blah. Really, the only the only stanza worth looking at here is the one we talk about the most: "Crucified, lay behind a stone." Uh, really, there, there's nothing here to convict me of my sin in this in this uh, whole song. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, talking about the glory of God, which is really law, as long as that glory is not the crucified glory of the Son of God. Um, there's no way to measure what you're worth. Uh. I don't know. That seems... Uh, no, I can't sort it out. I can't see law gospel. All right. Well, should we go then to our... Oh, wait. We have one more. Is there any explicit false teaching? Uh, no, I don't think so. See, that? See, that's the problem. There's, nothing, there's no real false teaching. There's no real right teaching either. I mean, it just doesn't really <laughs> say much, you know? I mean... Yeah, it's... It's like it's like if uh, you went to the mall and some salesman told you about how great the cell phone is, and you say, uh, "Is there any false teaching here?" Well, no, but it hasn't taught me anything. Yeah, that's right. Well, then the next song we're going to look at, we're going to cut one out. Uh, we're going to only do two because we're running out of time. But uh, the next one is "Better Is One Day." Um, I'll play a little bit, but uh, I, I'll, I'll just read the lyrics after this after we play this clip. So here's "Better Is One Day." Coming out here How lovely is your dwelling place, oh Lord, oh my Savior. You gave me the lyrics so I could sing along, is that right? My right. soul longs and even faints for you. I would have done it like, for you. I'll just play the first line of the chorus because we know it comes after that. The same line over and over. Better is one day in your Better is one day in 
your house better is one uh how does one it go courts. oh sorry yeah. the thousands elsewhere the thousands that's repeat quote, <laughs> repeat the key word in all the praise songs repeat <laughs> like shampoo instructions repeat rinse <laughs> All right, so here we have. I'll I'll, I'll read quickly through the the next stanza. Um, One thing I ask, I would seek to see your beauty, uh, to find you in the place your glory dwells. My heart and flesh cry out for you, the living God. Your spirit's water for my soul. I've tasted and I've seen. Peter, come once again to me. I will draw near to you. I will draw near to you. Peter again. And and then we switch to the key of D. Uh, You're welcome. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul longs and even faints for you. For here my heart is satisfied within your presence. I sing beneath the shadow of your wings. Better is one day in your courts, etc., etc. Repeat. Okay, so here we go. Let's let's go through this. Uh, Number one, Jesus. Is he mentioned? Yes or no? If yes, in name or concept? Uh, No. Nope. Okay, number two. Do you see Jesus in there? Jesus is not present. Okay. He did not make it to this song. It's okay, ba- oh, it's based. Oh, Evan, don't you know that this song is based on the Psalms? So it doesn't need to have Jesus in it. Did you say the Psalms? Sorry, <laughs> I did. Oh, uh, that's the original, the original Latin pronunciation. Psalm. Is it really? I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah. But look at this. You're is, starting to read like I am. <laughs> this is the, one of the always the arguments. Hey, you, it doesn't need to have Jesus in it. It's, it's about the Psalms, and this you, we, everybody knows the Psalms aren't about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Which I think the 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 solution we ought to give to that is to when someone's lyrically rephrasing the Psalms, we got to look at uh, at how our friend uh, Martin Luther did that, and he um, is a mighty fortress is our God. That's his uh, rephrasing of the Psalms. You know. Right. It talks about Jesus. That's for sure. Or or, or um, his Psalm one thirty hymn from the depths of woe I cry to thee. It's th- these are all about Jesus. Uh, which is what the hymns that we sing in the church should all be about, about Jesus. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the clarity question. Uh, would you give it a 10 for very clear or one for obscure? I don't know. It's kind of in the middle. Uh, I mean, there's, sent- there's sentences here, you know. So that's yeah, a, it's that's nice to see a subject and a verb and stuff. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So, uh I mean, I think it's pretty clear. I mean, it's it's using sentences. That's a good. That's a. I mean, a step up from most. So, uh, why don't we put a uh, like an eight or something? Okay. I mean, eight. there's some phrases in here like, "Your spirit's water for my soul." For you, the living God, your spirit's water for my soul. I've tasted and I've seen. Come once again to me. I mean, I that's kind of. I think that's a, a run on it. I don't think it's a sentence. So. But anyways, uh, eight, seven and a half, eight. All right, then mysticism, is it uh, subjective or objective? There's these, some of these key words for the mysticism, and one of them is presence, being in the presence of God's glory. You see that theme over and over and over again. Now, uh, when we when we talk about this stuff, would, if, if, if the person who wrote this, Matt Redman, I think it is, if you if you were to hear this show, we should send it to him, by the way. You're right. Um, uh I've got an in-studio hey, guest here. Pa- Pastor, don't cry. We'll, we'll get through it. Don't worry. We're, we're almost done with the song. <laughs> it's okay. Daniel. Pastor, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, 
would, would he would he count this as a strike against it? Like, would would he be offended by your critique here? He's trying to be mystic. I mean, it's not like these guys don't don't think that they're trying to be some sort of objective, uh, rational explanation of doctrine. No, he. I mean, these guys are trying to create an emotional experience. That's what they're doing with the song. So if we say, hey, this song is all about creating a subjective emotional experience, they're going to say, well, great. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. So, no, I don't think they would be, they would be offended by this. All right. And then uh, law and gospel, is it properly divided? No, there's no, uh, there's no talk of sin. See, you, you, you'll notice that when you have this talk of presence, you don't have the talk of sin. Because um, that's stern law. Well, yeah, the, 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 the presence of God would, is, is a destroying, consuming, frightful presence to sinners. But here, when you have this kind of presence assumed, then you are necessarily minimizing the teaching of, of sin and original sin, and so you don't see it in the song. So there's no talk of sin. Um, there's no talk of uh, our failures or anything like that. Uh, so the result is that you don't, you can't have any gospel if you don't have any law, that's for sure. And there's no Jesus as well, so there's no forgiveness and nothing like that in the hymn. The song, sorry. So uh, another, uh, another cell phone salesman pitch then, huh? Right. I mean, it doesn't really give us, it doesn't give us the forgiveness of our sins, uh, which songs should. I mean, someone might disagree with that fundamental premise that hymns and the songs that we sing in church should deliver to us the promise of the forgiveness of all sins. If someone disagrees with that premise, then this praise song cruncher isn't going to make any sense. But, I mean, this is the fundamental idea of everything that we do in worship. Is Jesus coming to us with the promise of forgiveness of sins? And if it lacks that, then it it doesn't have a place in God's house because everything in the church is designed so that we might daily and abundantly hear the promise that our sins are forgiven. And with only a minute left, uh, is there any explicit false teaching other than what you've already said, the teaching about the uh, presence of God apart from the forgiveness of sins? Um, let's see. One of beauty, find the person glory dwells. Da, da, da. No. I no, I don't think so. I do. Right. Do you well, that, see any false teaching in there? No, I think the biggest one is what we already talked about. I think that's. I don't see any others. See, this is the big trick too: is people say, "Hey, no, there's no false doctrine in there, so it's good." But I mean, there might not be any false doctrine in reading like a poem from T.S. Eliot or something, but or, or watching a, <laughs> or watching NASCAR. I mean, a NASCAR announcer might not have any false doctrine, but that doesn't mean you should have it in church. See. Uh, right. So just not having false doctrine isn't quite enough. Well, tell that to the commission of worship. All right. <laughs> I think well, I will. <laughs> that's going to be all the time we have for this. Right when we come back from this break, we're going to be playing Which Ladder. And if you have a hard time sleeping at night, you should try listening to the past issues of uh, Table Talk Radio. <laughs> you can click on the podcast page of our website, tabletalkradio.org, and you can download uh, the, the shows that interest you, if any. And, or sign up for the podcast subscription on iTunes. We'll be right back for more Table Talk Radio right after this. This is Dr. Carl Fikencher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Table Talk Radio is the best radio program ever. Okay, I said it. Now we let me go. 
Hi, this is Evan Gigline. We at Table Talk Radio are concerned with the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of the world. With this includes the expansion of Table Talk Radio. We would like to have Table Talk Radio broadcasted on as many radio stations as possible to proclaim the life and work of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all sin. But we need your help. Many radio stations across America allow religious programming in their lineup on a particular day, usually Sunday mornings, providing the programs pay for their airtime. Perhaps a radio station in your area would be willing to play Table Talk Radio, and a local business or church would be willing to help support the costs incurred. If you would like to discuss this possibility in your area, please call our toll-free number 866 866- Eight five one five five two three. Leave a message, and I will personally return your phone call promptly to discuss this possibility. Thank you for your consideration in expanding Table Talk Radio for the sake of the gospel. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Thank We're you. heading into which ladder? Now that uh, Pastor Wolfmiller has figured out how to use a microphone. <laughs> Sorry about the mess of this last uh, half hour. The buzz and everything. Hopefully uh, the radio clown can clean that stuff up and and you won't even know. But as our motto goes. Save the day. Uh, table Talk Radio. Good thing it's not live. People are going, what? You guys aren't live? I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. Well, here we have uh, uh, which ladder. Why don't you explain the ladders, Pastor, and, and tell oh, us yeah. uh, what we're looking for here. There was this old Lutheran theologian, Adolf Kaberle. He wrote this book, I think in German, and he, it was called Justification and Sanctification. When it came across in English, they called it the Quest for Holiness. And he outlines at the beginning of this book uh, these this marvelous insight that every false doctrine and false religion tries to clamor into heaven by one of three different ladders. The ladder of mysticism, the ladder of moralism, and the ladder of rationalism. So mysticism is the ladder of the emotions, the ladder that the praise songs are calling us to climb, <laughs> uh, the ladder of that we can have some sort of inner sort of experience of the presence of God. That's mysticism. Uh, the ladder of moralism is the ladder of good works, that by being good enough or um, doing enough good works, we can uh, please God by our own efforts. Uh, and the ladder of rationalism is that by our understanding and our minds, we can attain to some sort of uh, bliss or experience of God or understanding of truth uh, through our through our mental efforts. So those are the three ladders. And the way we play this game is we—do we have clips today? Yes, we do. We have clips, and we listen to them, and we determine then what ladder this, whoever's talking to us on the clip is telling us to climb. Of course, all the ladders are wrong. Uh, because the salvation comes from Christ climbing down to us to be in our flesh and in our death on the cross, uh, and, and so to carry us with him up to heaven. So the only ladder we have is the ladder that God climbs down, not that humanity climbs up. But we can't stop clim- clamoring up these and building and erecting these own these ladders for ourselves, and that's what this game is about, tearing these ladders down. All right, and let's listen then to the first clip and determine which ladder uh, this person is climbing. Hi, 
I am an atheist and a former Christian. As a former Christian, I look back to what I used to believe, and I wonder how I could have been so naive. As a Christian, I had very little knowledge about evolutionary biology, physics, geology, and chemistry. Yet I argued about evolution, fossils, and radioactive dating. I claimed to know problems that scientists just happened to miss when developing these thoroughly tested methods. These supposed flaws were pointed out to me by other Christians. Now I have read several books on each of these subjects and understand more than I thought I ever would. I know now that scientists have accounted for each of these supposed flaws. As a Christian, I vigorously denied the existence of thousands of gods claimed by other religions. But I was irritated when someone denied the existence of my God. I had an emotional attachment to my belief. My beliefs are now based on logic and reasoning, and not emotional feelings. As a Christian, I felt insulted and dehumanized when scientists said that humans evolved from other life forms, but I had no problem with the biblical claim that people were created from dirt. I ignored the evidence from millions of scientific tests that pointed to a different theory. Now I study these scientific findings with an open mind. All right, Pastor, you have some explaining to do because uh, you're talking about ladders uh, reaching heaven, and this person says there is, isn't even a God or a heaven. So uh, which ladder is he climbing and explain how that has reconciled? Yeah, I, I really like this. These atheists have realized that the ladder of rationalism leads uh, to nothing. Which is exactly what they believe. Nothing. You, it's trying to figure out what an atheist believes, um, is just near impossible. It's, it's like trying to crack a safe with a with a ice pick or something. I mean, you, uh, you ask them what they believe, and they constantly nothing, nothing. I believe nothing, nothing. Reason leads to this conclusion. There's no God. There's nothing out there. All you, what you see is what you get, and that's all. Uh, so, I mean, I appreciate their honesty that says that the. The, the ladder of rationalism doesn't lead uh, to heaven. It leads to nowhere. We're still going to climb up that ladder. You notice how he talked about the two ladders himself. I moved from the ladder of mysticism, my emotions when I was a Christian, to the ladder of rationalism now that I'm an enlightened atheist. Uh, so he had identified both of those ladders. Uh, the problem is identifying Christianity with the ladder of emotions is also an error that he makes. Christianity isn't about having an emotional attachment to the idea of God. It's about God having an attachment to us in the death of his son, Jesus. Uh, but this is clearly uh, the ladder he's climbing there is the ladder of ration, what is it called? rationalism, the ladder of the mind. Right. I don't know that I have anything to add to that. You did such a great job. Well, thank you, Evan. Uh, you could give me some points. Oh, you want points? <laughs> did you forget that I we give away points on the show? <laughs> did you send yeah, away I mean, points, all our points to the listeners and now we're low? On points? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weren't you giving away table one tabletop radio, radio point for one dollar donated or something? That's right. And, man, the, the points have been dished out. <laughs> not really. Although, no, I, I don't want to say it, not at all. We, we do have some uh, that, that donated, so very thankful. In fact, we had a, a, a listener that we're very thankful to upon the new year donate uh, uh, $20.09. And so I'm going to issue 20.09 points. <laughs> oh, man. That's precise. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to this next clip then. Uh, and you can tell me uh, which ladder 
this is climbing. I like how these all have music in the background. You're welcome. That atheist sounded like it was Hotel California. You can sing along. It's kind of like karaoke at the same time. I do think it's possible to experience God. I think that it is obvious that we've been designed by someone. And I think for a creator to create something that you can't get in touch with just doesn't make sense. I think we struggle with getting in touch with your creator because we're very selfish. Um, Our entire nation is based off of um, self-gratification and selfishness. And so... I don't see a lot of people that understand how to get in touch with our Creator, but I do think we were designed for that purpose. Pastor, later you can tell me how to get in touch with our. I can feel your Just keep listening to Yes, I believe that you can experience God because sometimes that's why you need to get this point across. And he just works in mysterious ways. I think he can present himself in, in different ways uh, through healings, through people, uh, through spirit. Very, very, very possible to uh, feel God. I was just telling somebody the other day that whenever I was a teenager, um, whenever I had troubled times or was down and depressed, and when I would pray, I knew. You know, I felt like he was there, and it made me feel really at rest and at ease. Well, he's present in everything we do and see every day. Like, you know, people's attitudes and nature and just what? your feelings. What is this? <laughs> I'll explain it. It's almost good. Ghosts. <laughs> Lost in your beauty. What is the song in the background, too? Why didn't we crunch that song? We should have. Next time. I believe that God reveals himself in many different ways, and if you're willing to seek him, then he will show himself to you, and you can experience his love and his mercy. That was um, uh, uh, some local church. I don't, or not local to us, but some church um, was doing a, a sermon series on experiencing God, and so they made this little uh, video to promo the sermon. <laughs> what a disaster! And we are no better than the Gnostics. We might even be worse. What a mess! All right. Well, let's start to pick apart uh, this. Um, I think I think the latter is obvious. What do you think? Yeah, this ladder of of mysticism, the emotions. So that so this is this is the kind of Christianity the atheists uh, that we played earlier. Is, this is the kind of Christianity he identified with exactly. And and so uh, you know we we talk sometimes about how the rationalist ladder uh, and the mystic ladder kind of fight one another. And so maybe it's not that all surprising that these atheists um, will will come from Christianity like that. And then go to atheism because, look, these two ladders are fighting each other. Right. No, it's true. The mystic always sees, well, they always see the Lutheran as a rationalist. 
which is an interesting thing. But the mystic and the rational, these, these two are opposed to each other. Uh, in a way, they're both just different forms of moralism, um, but they're on the opposite ends of it. So one's about the experience of the presence of God, and the other's about the uh, scientific measurement of those things which can be observed. Um, but but neither one will get you to Jesus. That's the problem, which is why all of these folks who were being interviewed there couldn't bring themselves to mention Jesus, or at least if they did, it got cut out of the little clips that they were uh, put on there. Uh, it, it, Jesus is a is a man who was born and who lived and walked around the earth and ate and drank and cast a shadow and spilt blood when he was nailed to the cross. Uh, it doesn't matter if you feel him or not, because he is real. It's this isn't. Uh, if we as soon as we reduce the religion that the Lord Jesus brings to us to a set of emotions and feelings, we've. We've really, in a way, managed to undo the cross because it's on the cross on on this on this rough wooden beam with r- rusty Roman nails and and hands and and lashes and all of this that our that our redemption is won, uh, and and as soon as we make it about what happens in our hearts, then we've we've begun to lose lose that the very centrality of the death of Jesus. It's really a mess. That's right. And let's hit this last clip when we get back from this break. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio. More which ladder right after this commercial break. Talk Radio, where is means is, and finished means finished. One more clip for you for which ladder? Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, this last clip I have for you, Pastor, that was, very, is that was a, a very smooth introduction. I well, thank you. Yeah, you sound like you've done that before. <laughs> that was nice. You know, if I can just teach you to to do these introductions, I can let just let you have the show. Uh, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> right. Except who would laugh at your jokes? Right. I, I'm really only here to, so someone laughs at your jokes. I know, and I appreciate that more than you and know. Most of the time, I'm most of the time I'm using the laughter button. It's not even me. <laughs> You mute out the. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, this last one is is a Catholic theologian. Um, I, I admit the the audio isn't the best, but I think it's understandable. So here it is. One of the most important questions we have in our life is how are we going to get to heaven? Well, I suppose if we read the Bible, if we try to be kind to other people. Well, Jesus sums it all up, doesn't he, when he said, if you really want to be in line with getting to heaven, there are two things you do. You love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. Oh, my. And you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, someone asked him one time, (laughs) what does that mean, Jesus, love your neighbor as yourself? And he came up with the powerful story of the Good Samaritan, loving someone that is very difficult to love. But in today's Gospel, Jesus comes with another response about how we can get to heaven. Certainly, we must love God. But we must also, and he gives the concrete way, love our neighbor. 
And it's very simple. Is there someone in your life that needs a drink of water? Give them a drink of water. Is there somebody hungry, maybe oh, in your family, and maybe you're the cook of the family, and you're supplying food to your family? That's a way, that Jesus says, of opening the doors to heaven. What about oh, a stranger, wow. someone perhaps who's come across the border and is lost and confused and needing sustenance? Are you reaching out to them and caring for them? Christ says today, that's the key to getting into heaven. Oh, and then the other one is very hard. It's the importance of getting in touch with people that are in prison. So many times we want to just relegate that and just kind of let people stay where they are and not go through all of the rigmarole and all of the signing of papers and the interviews that enable us to get in and be a minister to the people in prison. Well, think about this, if you will. Think about that dream of getting to heaven. Think of the importance of saying, Oh, Lord, I, I, I want to give my heart to you, my heart, my soul, my mind, my everything. But now, Lord, let me encounter you in others. In the simple I giving of food, this. giving of water, giving hospitality, and giving care to those that are hurting. And that was Father Mike Manning, who I think is related to both uh, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. Really? But I'm not sure. I just made that up. <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. I didn't know. I didn't know that's all you had to do. You got to love your neighbor with a little water and with a little food and with a little prison visit and yeah. And, and by this, and I'm you opened the doors up. to heaven. Yeah, because I was under the impression that Jesus was the only door to heaven, but it turns out there's many doors to heaven. Yeah. Oh man. One of them being the moral ladder. That is really bad. I I I this guy is um uh, d- departing from the general catholic teaching because the catholic teaching teaches that it's it's faith uh, and working itself out in love. Well I mean maybe that's what he's talking about, but he doesn't even mention he doesn't mention faith at all, Jesus at all, his sacrifice for sin at all. I mean but look if you start with the idea that men aren't sunk and dead in their sin and trespasses, then it just is just a little bit for God to straighten us out and get us uh get us going the right way and then and then you can do the rest and that's what uh that's what we have here this plainly this moralist ladder that you can get to heaven by doing good works. All right, so tell us about the ladder of Christianity once again. Well, look, it's not about uh, – it's true that the Lord commands us to love, to love God and love our neighbor with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and as our neighbor as ourselves. But the, the problem with love is that you can never lie down in your bed at night and you have a little to-do list there, you know, uh, take out the trash, do the dishes, love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you go through your checklist at night and say, yeah, took out the trash, yeah. I uh, wash the dishes. Yeah, I love God with all my heart. You you can never you can never check off that box. Love can never be completed. It's uh it can never come to an end and that's why love kills us because it shows us our weakness, uh our, our sin, our failures every single day to love God and neighbor, which is why salvation is not a matter of us loving, but a matter of us being loved by God. It's it's his love uh, that we that 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 gives us Jesus on the cross for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and it's in that gift of Jesus for our sins under God's wrath in our place that saves us not what we're doing 
but what Jesus has done. And because of that, our salvation is secure and solid and unquestioned. It exists not in our hearts or in our minds or in our arms and hands, but rather in the very love of God for us. Uh, and so it can't be snatched away because it's, it's solid and secure. So Jesus climbing to us, that, that is the ladder that gives us salvation. That's right. Well, who wants to be a theologian? Any Anyone? Anyone? Oh, okay. Well, uh, you come in then as a radio host of Table Talk Radio, and uh, which is which is down there. That's that's pretty low. The seminary late radio host, seminary and radio host. <laughs> no, no. All right, here we go. Well, the uh, the first question is, and do you have any lifelines? Um, let's see. Look, no, n- you don't. <laughs> no one wants to be on this show. Uh, anyone want to be a lifeline out there? Nah, well, nah, I'm busy. Got to wash my hair. All right. Well, here Let's it is. It uh, the first question is, when you kind of move a little swiftly here. All right. Uh, the, word, the word epiphany literally means what? Is it A, to manifest or to reveal? B, to celebrate? C, to understand or to realize? Or D, to party hardy like you just don't care? <laughs> and that's a line from another one of these praise songs. Uh, that would be a to manifest or reveal so epiphany is is the season of the lord's being manifest as god in our flesh Uh, christmas is the wrapping of the son of god and epiphany is the opening of the gift so very good and uh, i i almost tricked you a c to understand or to realize because you hear sometimes people say oh i just had an epiphany you know kind of like when when we were sitting around and said, oh, I had an epiphany. What about table talk radio? <laughs> <laughs> is, that what it, is that how it happened? You know what people, no. how the cartoons. We were coerced. <laughs> how, how, uh, uh, the cartoons picture an epiphany and, and the light bulb going on over someone's head, which is nice. I like that idea because epiphany is all about the light of Christ coming into the world. There it is. Very good. There it is. All right, peasant. All right. The next question is, according to the Gospel of Matthew, why did the Magi return to their country without uh, return to their own country without visiting Herod? Is it A because they feared Herod? B because it was a shorter distance to go directly to their own country? C because they were warned in a dream by God? Or D because the wise men's wives called and their lawn needed to be mowed? <laughs> nice. Um it was uh, because they were warned in a dream uh, not to return to Herod because Herod had wicked schemes uh, planned for the child Jesus. So what le- letter was that? I lost track. That was C. C. C is the answer. Is that your final, final answer? answer? All right. That is correct. So you move on to the stage of monk. All right. And I'll the chant next question. the answer. <laughs> well, you'll have your opportunity in this one. Which of the following hymns would be most appropriately sung in the season of Epiphany? A, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright. B, Amazing Grace. C, Earth and All Stars. Or D, Better is One Day in Your Course. <laughs> what a, that Earth and All Stars is the hymn about the test tubes. Loud bubbling <laughs> test tubes. That's a weird line. Uh, no, so we'll take that one off. Amazing Grace. See, Epiphany is all about the um, manifestation of Jesus, and Amazing Grace just uh, forgets to mention Jesus and his death. So we're going to take that one off the table. Uh, what was the last one? So, so you so far you have O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright, 
or better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your courts. But again, oh, that song just uh, missed out on Jesus, I think, didn't it? It just totally missed uh, Jesus there. So I think we're going to have to say, oh, morning star, how fair and bright for the epiphany hymn. That is correct. Would you like to sing it? Oh, morning star, how fair and bright. Da, 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 ba, da, ba, all right, well, we have a, <laughs> just 30 seconds for this last question. What? So All right, right up to the end. I know. We're, uh, you're now a reformer uh, seeking to be ex- excommunicated. There you go. And this is the question. Which of the following commemorations occurs within the 12 days of Christmas? Is it A, the commemoration of Basil the Great, Ooh. the commemoration of Pastor William Leah, or as my German seminarian friend tells me to pronounce it, Wilhelm Le. Yeah. <laughs> C, yeah. the commemoration of, of Johannes Staupitz, or D, the commemoration of Snoop Dogg. <laughs> the other praise songwriter. Yeah, right. Uh, let's, say, uh, let's say it is Le. I think I saw that on the calendar just recently. That's right. January 2nd was the commemoration of Wilhelm Le. You thought you'd get me on that one. Le. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, ba- Basil the Great was is January the tenth, coming right up. So I okay. thought maybe you would pick that. Nice, one. nice. All right, that's all the time. Can you believe we went a whole hour of Table Talk Radio wasted right there? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I won. I got two hundred points somehow in that mess. Yeah. Well, tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio, same time, same place. We'll see you then. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to questions at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.